0: This is an adventures in Middle-earth actual play using fantasy grounds. You can find session summaries, items and characters on World Anvil, where our campaign is called In the Shadow of the Mountains. You'll find links to that and other forms of media for our sessions as well as an index of this episode in the description. As usual, this episode has jump cuts to speed up the session. Previously, Wallar, the slave from the Dwimmerhorn, spoke of the many orcs, wargs and slaves at the evil fortress. With this information, the party withdrew northwards to the Gladden to rendezvous with their water transport manned by two fishermen. They never showed, so could be assumed to have been waylaid by orcs. As the adventurers waited, they met a hobbit, Birgol, the last of his community that once thrived in the area. He vowed to one day resettle the Gladden fields so his people could prosper once again. The fellowship convinced him and Wallar to accompany them north to Mountain Hall but have stopped at Traders Island, first to restock. It is now time to leave.
1: You're heading north. It is getting towards dusk, but it's still just light. You've probably got about 30 minutes of day left. You see um, some trees ahead. This is woods close to the wolfwood, but um, kind of on the outskirts. Maybe they would, far far enough west, they would become the wolf's wood. But it's it's still broken. And that's what you can see. So what I'm going to do, guys, is to to keep it easy, because you're essentially looking for a campsite um, or looking for somewhere to stay. But I'll leave it up to you, kind of how far you go. I'll put it in round order. So you can see a lot further up. It looks like there is could be a, an animal path or something going up. That's nice crashing around. Uh, okay, all move. Keeps going. It looks like it kind of starts bending round to the east.
2: So is this the, the the stuff around us is impenetrable,
1: impenetrable
2: brush, or just?
1: No, it's just, it's, it's like briars, more scrub, less less foresty. It's kind of scrubland, um, but it's quite tall in places. It's like 10 feet tall. Okay, so there, when you get up to here, it kind of branches towards the north and then also keeps going south as well. Are there any tracks? Good idea. Give me a level check in the tower. Anyone else looking? Yeah, I'm going to ask. Go ahead.
0: Have a look down here. Are you like? Is there any tracks? Anything anything we can follow
3: or
1: avoid? I'm, I'm afraid we'll do the same. Sigmar, you go Look, look, down here. Um, and just to the side of the path, Sigma, you spot. Well, it can't be real, but it's an absolutely enormous heel print in some softer mud. And it's about now now you look and it's covered with a few leaves, but it must be two inches deep in what's fairly compact ground so it's almost as if some absolutely huge boot has just trodden in some softer part of the ground you can see where it's slipped a bit um but it's no no person's boots are that big it's
3: absolutely vast can we find another one can we work out stride length and find another one
1: doesn't look promising looks like it's probably made within the last couple of days uh and yes as you look you can see another one and the strides are probably that so the foot must be 70 centimeters, 80 centimeters long. Um, big splay toes area at the end, massive heel. Uh, the stride length is probably three times what a man stride would be, but you're getting it's That was kind of. Are we in ancient woodland,
3: or are we in a bit of scrub, or what?
1: Scrub. It's hilly, so you can see from the area you've come from before you went into the wood, and it's similar to that in the wood. There was kind of gullies and uh, rock rocks poking through. It's like imagine somewhere like Dartmoor. It's a bit like that, but with more scrub. Let's kill the music and play some jazz. (laughs)
3: <laughs> a bit of no. there's no circumstance where anyone should say let's play let's
1: jazz. play more jazz uh, no yeah. i agree what totally this, with what you. this situation um, needs is a bit of jazz <laughs> uh, can i find anything
3: wow to... whatever this creature is it is truly enormous assuming well, whatever it is we'll be able to see it from quite a range
1: sorry i wasn't i wasn't concentrating on what you're doing you're too busy look fiddling around with sound okay so Hathus dives dive south, uh, everyone else kind of looks a bit north. So to the north, Sigma it opens up into a much larger area. Uh, so you can see, so you, there's a big kind of area of grassland, almost like, um, it's not flat. It's a, again, a bit like Dartmoor. There are broken, broken areas, all that kind of stuff there, but that's what you see, and... What you see, Hathurs, is a path that unfortunately looks like it kind of peters out. So you could follow it and hack yourself your way through some stuff, but it kind of just goes... No, right, he's not, he's not
3: that adventurous. He was just having a quick look around the corner. He also felt he'd be exposed at the front of the party, so it's an opportunity to duck to the back.
4: <laughs>
0: Which way did the, the footprints go? Where uh, way Sigmar's going.
1: So they're kind of coming from that direction... And going back that direction. If we're it's getting very camp, dusky now. If we're going to make camp tonight, I don't really want
0: to. something that big running around into our camp. So either we try and track it down or we find somewhere very defensible.
3: It's A couple of days ago, wasn't it? It's got long
0: gone by now. Well, yeah, true, maybe. Just don't like the way it's come this way and then come back this way. It means it wasn't going through the area. It means it lives in the area probably.
1: Sigmar, do some scouting. What could go wrong? I can collect wood by the old mine workings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that then again, what um what sees is all enclosed by brush, so is it Does it look like a good
3: campsite? It's well, off the beaten track,
1: but doesn't look bad. You'd probably be better camping right in the brush if you want to be very well hidden, but up to you. Or you could investigate. There might be something better further up. Well, we
0: know where this place is. We can come back to here. Let's head on a wee bit more.
2: How late is
3: it?
1: Getting dark.
3: So we're looking for a better campsite. What makes it a better campsite? Walls? Building?
1: Fewer trolls.
3: I think it's a troll print. Well, it's big and it's feet like that. Giants?
1: They're all just... They're not real. No one's ever seen those... Trolls would be
0: bad. Can we smell
1: the footprint? Does it smell particularly foul? Was too long past. Uh, Hewan might be able to. If Hewan wants to make a perception check. He- Hewan can make a sniff roll. Hang on, notes. <laughs> he just sniffs Moaning's ass. Doesn't get any so, new. new like a make. background level. So just just roll a roll a perception check. I think it's an advantage actually but it's, it's perception hard. plus
3: three wisdom plus one so it's, it's perceptions plus three I guess
1: I think you make uh anything involving your nose at advantage as the dog as well as a hound okay so advantage so just do that so all you'll get if he if he senses something untoward you won't he won't be able to communicate with you but so you am I doing
3: all. is this just human doing this or is this half doing this
1: no, it's you. you. Your nose doesn't work as good as humans. So just, uh, just give me a D twenty at advantage plus three in the tower, and I'll yeah. interpret. Advantage D twenty plus three in the tower. We. You see, as he starts sniffing around, it's one of the footprints, particularly deep compared with the, the others. It's like heckles rise up. He kind of goes into a bit of a crouch. His tail gets all bushy. Starts growling. I'm gonna have a look. Uh, so. He's kind of looking around, sniffing the ground, and just growling. He doesn't look happy. Give him a comforting stroke, but ah, it's not getting. The weather's getting, weather's turning a bit. Maybe, don't know. Maybe it's okay. Creature is truly evil, and he doesn't like it. Yeah, hard to hard to gauge.
3: There's nothing in the footprint. Nothing squashed or crushed in that particular footprint. Oh no, no,
1: it's it's just maybe he got a stronger scent from it there. Yeah, it's got a nose full. You've not found anything particularly anywhere particularly good to camp yet?
2: Uh, well, it's hard to see, but to the north of us looks like a huge great open area.
3: And the bit we're in isn't. Hmm. think mean, where Cather's is, it's nice uh, at all.
1: I, yeah, I mean, you can't see much further actually anymore because it's getting dark. Um, Let's do it here then. Yeah. Okay, guys, just um, feel free to move yourselves in there. Okay, so any precautions, it's dusk, it's probably, yeah, no, it's about 6, 6-ish p.m., uh, 6.08, I think. Are you lighting a fire or anything like that, or? Good probably God, not. No, no, no.
0: Also, the unless
2: people with, um... Out. Go on, now. No, I was just to say, unless we die without one, I don't know how cold it is, but... Oh! Do you need
1: to know the weather? I think oh, that was... Oh, God, God what are you saying? i, I... <laughs>
3: It's
1: your fault, Neil, that one. Ah... <laughs> uh are well, you 29, twenty-nine forty-eight four nineteen. Uh, just... Oh, don't worry, boys. I have the, I've got you covered with the weather. It is. Oh, it's quite warm. It's really warm. Actually, it's the summer. So eighteen. Probably, it's going to drop to about eighteen Celsius overnight. Ah, uh, that's all right. Don't need a fast. Which for is that. really warm. Yeah, but, but unfortunately, weather? <laughs> it's moderate <laughs> raining, moderate rain for a few hours. So that's not so good. Does Sigmar have uh, dark vision, night vision? Not...
2: Yeah, effectively. Yeah.
0: So. Monin and Sigmar can see at night. Can anybody else see at night? No. So I know I can see the watch order here on the party sheet has uh myself and uh, Sigmar third and fourth watch. We should probably be in the middle of the night, uh Sigmar and Monin,
1: and then maybe Hathis and Amelfrida on, on either end when it's there's more light. Mm-hmm. Yep, I can go. do that, so I'll make Amelfrida four if you're okay with that, Amelfrida, and I'll make Sigmar two. Right, Hathis has got first watch. It'll still be light. If it's the middle of summer, it'll be light till 9, 10 o'clock up. This is good. So this everyone kind of beds down. It's kind of mild. There's a few owl calls you can hear in the distance. Not a lot of normal animal noise at, at mm. night. Bird noise or foraging animals. You're just not hearing any of that. Yep. Definitely nothing Too large. Quiet. Too quiet. Uh, but your watch goes pretty uneventfully. You hand over to Sigma who's yawning in his bedroll, take about 30 seconds to wake him up. The poor bugger's knackered and uh, you eventually get him awake. And he um, he struggles to keep his eyes open, probably did doze off during his watch, but fortunately nothing, nothing cropped up. And he thankfully eventually hands over to Monin for his watch. Um, Monin just stands resolutely stiff as a board right at the entrance, that little clearing you've got. Watches all night for his watch and nothing happens. So hands over to Arnold Frieda. And uh, Amalfredo, give me a perception check. You're you're yawning and stuff, Amalfredo. You're pretty tired, but you can hear noise coming from probably that direction, somewhere in that really big open area. You know, just above you, and it's looks like it's travelling south towards you, towards your kind of path. Uh, it's hard to tell what it is, though. It's just some almost like grunting maybe
4: (sighs) Uh, i'll wake the others up and tell them i can hear noises
1: so uh how are you waking them up shaking them yeah okay so i say um everyone wake up uh now so you're all awake realistically anyone sleeping in armor um will not be it's actually i should make a ruling on this i won't do it right now so from an RP point of view, I doubt you'd have your armor on. I probably will create a rule for this. That if you sleep in your armor, you won't regain any hit dice to use for healing, even though they're only slim because of the discomfort. Whereas if you do, you will. It's just a small penalty for that. Anyway, it's so you kind of if you have your armor on or not right now. Amorfreedy, you will do. You're on guard. Um, the rest, kind of, I'll leave it up to you armor. right now. Don't you don't, enough, of course. Okay, cool. Um, that makes it easy. All right, so what, I, what we'll do is go, just go into a tactical situation, so everyone roll initiative. Just letting like, you know that Monon would be wearing armor,
0: especially with the reason being the footprints. That's what would put him on edge. If he hadn't seen the footprints, yeah, he'd probably be in a chain shirt or something. I think it's like a casual shirt. Okay. cool. think most people wearing like He wears a
1: chain shirt. It, his lounge wear, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. The exhaustion's still there, still exhausting me. As it were. It is. It will be until you have a long rest in a sanctuary. First up, appropriately, is Amalfreda. So, uh, Amalfrida, what do you want to do? You can hear this noise. It's getting
4: louder coming from the north. Okay, I'll step to there and have a look and see what I can see.
1: Okay, as you get... So, I won't move you all the way. As you get to there and you're looking up, what you suddenly see is that thing... Coming south the towards the entrance. Um, and he's all, you could swear he's almost humming. <laughs> like that. But much gruffer. So that's the, what you immediately see. So it's up to you if you want to move all the way up, you can. Otherwise, uh, you've just taken a movement. You can do whatever else you want.
4: Um, I'll finish my move and come to there. I'll okay. my weapons already my weapon and just warn the others that what does this thing actually look like is it bipedal is it i mean all it says is big scaly brute
1: i will describe it so it's a bipedal humanoid you would say it was you've seen orc before it's orc like except it's much much bigger um, a little bit uglier even than orcs it looks like it's clad in some sort of close-fitting mesh of scales almost right or maybe that's their hide it's hard to say doesn't look in a second uh, just give me a stealth check if you don't mind let's see if it's noticed you doesn't look like it's seen you hasn't, hasn't altered its gait hasn't made any sound or anything like that but it's definitely heading towards the entrance where you are so how are you warning them are you shouting
4: what, what are you doing okay is it carrying any weapons yes right okay uh,
2: um... let me let me give you a
1: Picture so you can see what it looks like. Okay. (laughs) You didn't. You look like you don't want to get hit by one of those fists the size of your head, basically. Uh, But I think it is is carrying a weapon as well.
4: All right. So I'll retreat to here so that the others can see me, and then try and gesticulate that if I hold up one hand, one point to where it is. and lift my hand above my head to kind of give an indication that it's bigger than me.
1: Oh, nice. Okay, so you you kind of sneak into the light underbrush just on the side of the path there um, and crouch. I guess you just crouch ready. Uh, which weapon have you got out? Your uh, axe, I guess? Axe. Cool. Okay, so, yeah, um, Monin, you're... Actually, no uh, Sigma I'm able to see. So just give me a routine. Sorry, it's wrong master. So give me a perception check. It's a pretty low DC. It's as if you spot Amalfrida. Uh, hang okay. on. It's not your go. It's not your go yet. I'll, I'll do that when it's your turn. This thing starts moving. It's uh, just like ambling down from the north. It's not going particularly fast, And it's nearly right up to where you are, Amalfrida. Um And... <laughs> that's hilarious still absolutely oblivious to you that's what all it's doing this round next up is human if he wants to do something no he does not want to do
3: anything apart from maybe reverse much very quietly into the bushes in a i'm
1: very small and you can't see me kind of way he can get this strong odor i mean ammo free yeah. can smell the stench from this thing so are you doing anything to control him he's a wild animal
3: yeah 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 of course i'm going to put a hand on him and very quietly shush him um and maybe even slightly put my hand over his muzzle so he doesn't start barking oh, okay him. just give,
1: give me an animal handling check
3: oh good uh skills animal handling oh bloody hell. okay
1: open yeah. or tower thing doing the open Okay, it's not that close yet. uh He starts to. You can hear. You can see his heckles rising. Rising, yeah. and and you can hear a very low growl forming in his throat. But you calm him down, and he mm. doesn't you don't make any noise. And as it is now your turn. I will. So you don't know what's happening, or you can you can't see Amalfredo from where you are. So all you okay. know at the moment is that Amalfredo went around the corner. That's all you know. And the
3: dog start to growl. So I know and the something... dogs
1: growling. Yeah, you know something's happening. Yeah.
3: In which case, I shall stand stock still and wait until... If the others attack, I will attack. But other than that, I will wait, because I can't see what's going on.
1: All right. Um, so it is now you, Sigma. Uh,
3: well, is,
2: is my dark foreboding telling me anything useful about this? Um, uh, tell me, just... for example, whether an alt-band is an isolated raiding party or part of a larger force being driven by something more sinister, etc.
1: Yeah, so i will say you've seen Frieda. Give me an easy insight check to see if you realize what's happening. Uh, otherwise, you just won't be able to interpret what she said.
2: What's an easy, just an insight check?
1: Just an insight check, and I'll, uh, yeah, unfortunately. <sighs> unfortunately, you, you see her making some hand gestures, and your brain's a bit fuzzy, and you don't can't work it out. So basically, I will give you that option, but only if you see the thing, and you haven't seen it yet, and you couldn't interpret from her what it is.
2: So I might, I'm not foreboding anything at the moment.
1: You're not foreboding anything at the moment. You're just you're just basically knackered. You feel just really tired. Have I, have I understood
2: anything at all about what her uh, signals mean, as in something like, coming or something like you that?
1: Was, so you saw her basically hide and crouch in the bush and then make some signals. So you're assuming, and you saw the dog growl or start to growl. So you're assuming there's something coming from up that path, but, but you don't have no idea what it is or how many or anything like that.
2: Okay. Well, it's what I'm thinking is. If I could sort of like creep very cautiously forward to there. Okay. Or to somewhere where I can essentially peer out into this big area without um,
1: being seen, ideally. Yeah, no no problem at all. Give me a... Although,
2: a am, I, am I a disadvantage on every single skill check at the moment?
1: Yeah.
2: Unfortunately.
1: Yeah, you're just oh. knackered. Yeah. I mean, don't don't let the rules stop you doing something. This thing isn't that observant. It hasn't spotted Apple yet. So, yet. Yeah. Um, uh, well,
2: yeah, okay. I'm going to try and sneak forward to there. Um, Wriggling quietly on my belly.
1: All right. So give me a. So I'll say if you take a double move and sneak, you can go twenty feet, not thirty, this round. Uh, especially as you're trying to. Uh, so stealth normally halves your movement. Uh, so you go from thirty to fifteen. Uh, but if you're taking a four-round action, I'll say you can go that. That now I'll say you can go uh, up to twenty. So oh, eight dropped eight. Okay. Let me see if he spots that. You get to kind of about there. Actually, I'll say about there. So you're going up. You can just see out into that area. Um, you can't see. No, just give me a perception check to see if you can spot this thing just going round to the south. Uh, no, you don't see it. So it looks that is a fairly moonlit clearing. Um, it looks pretty quiet. Can't sense anything up, up there right now. OK, Monin.
0: Uh, as he spotted, to just crouching you down and got into a bush
1: Yeah, just give me an insight To see whether you interpreted her Hand gestures, she's flicking you the V's From the inside the bush uh, Yep, you're okay, so you basically get a sense That there's something large coming From the north
0: Okay, so he will uh, Just grab his Warhammer uh, war and try And bring his shield up as Quiet as possible while just hunkering down
1: beside the bush. Okay, so just arming himself. Cool. Have yeah. ever felt slightly isolated? What are you up to?
4: I'm going to run in and hit it then. I mean, there's, there's nothing else I can do. I pointed. They can hear it. I pointed. I said one. I said it was big. And they've not moved. <laughs>
0: <Wow>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you come pounding out of the bushes. Axe, axe at the ready in a two handed grip. Sword, broad sword. A broadsword at the ready. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you've got your broadsword and shield. Cool. That hits. There you go. Ah! Okay. You got its attention. It's got massive, meaty hands that um, it, it's got you. But what it does first off, it shrieks this blood chilling scream. You get coated in fleckles of spit from its mouth. It's. As loud as you've ever heard, this horrific roar that it creates. I'll just have you make a wisdom saving throw. So you just cower back from it um at the moment. So you're gonna try and peg it south next round. Um you'll get a yeah, you get an, another save each round from that thing, but it's you suddenly realize the size of this bastard as it as it does that it definitely noticed you. Uh, it slams a massive hand down at you. Oh, my God, that connects. connects on your shoulder. Ah, ah! If anything like it, you get crunched, nearly fall off your, fall onto your ass on the floor, but uh, manage to keep your feet. And then it bites at you. Oh, my God, the bite! Ah! That... And this nasty flick, spittle flecked wow. mouth comes at you. takes a huge chunk out of your shoulder as well. Oh, you're not feeling good. You're feeling distinctly ungood. Huon. I'm going to let Huon bark because
3: I think um, noise will add to the confusion to this beast, but I will hang on to him so he can't run off. So I'll let him bark and growl more loudly now. Okay. And that's uh, it.
1: But he's not. you're not doing anything with him, all right? No. So you did hear this horrendous scream Scream from Amalfreda, and you heard you could hear it through 30, 40 feet away. This massive, hardest punch you've ever seen it's, it sounded more like a horse kick than a than anything else. And it, there was a crunch as it struck Amalfreda. Okay, so uh, that's Hathor's moving.
3: Yeah, Hath is moving there, and he's going to bow him, assuming you can see him. Do you have
1: well, your haven't human, got, you haven't
3: got, yeah, I haven't got night vision, but it you can
1: bow him at disadvantage. The, the, it's not that it's still like early hours of the morning and dark.
3: Okay. It all adds to the confusion for the creature and just focus entirely on her. So, well, yeah, <laughs> that'll be a uh, miss.
1: <laughs> you missed. Um, yeah, fine. Sigmar, you heard this massive growl up there. Luckily, well, luckily, oh, poor Amalfreida was the only person within range of it, but it curdled the curdled the blood. what do you do?
3: Uh, well, shoot it
1: and shout,
2: Run, Amalfreida!
1: Can you see at the moment? Or are you in a bush? You you would be. Um, you need to move out of the bushes to get a clear line of sight. At the moment, you, it's got partial cover. Firing through like brush at the moment. We'll
0: okay.
1: Yeah, probably say to there. If that's all right, you can you can dive back in later, but you can kind of wing it from there. Uh... That's a hit. Now, uh, damage twice. Take the bet. Ba- Hang on a minute. Is do you get um, a sneak attack damage if? someone's next to it okay so apply sneak attack and then roll damage and then apply sneak attack again and roll damage again i'll, I'll reduce it oh <laughs> okay. well, I yes six, six, 11, six, 22. I, I think <laughs> you may want to keep that yeah uh nice damage lovely uh, okay so uh okay describe that shot sigma
2: furious that he's just seen his his companion battened down by a Huge great ugly brute. He, he puts a shot right in the side of its neck while it's distracted. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> back, Ten feet to where he was.
1: Okay.
3: I'll move you back to the... This is good for overloading him, at least with directions and threats. Or okay.
1: spots. Nice job, Sigma. Right, moaning. You hear poor Amalfreda is... sounds in a bad way... There's a, another massive roar, and you heard an arrow hit home from up up the woods. So Monin, when
0: he sees, I really just jump out of what he thought was a hiding place and then runs surging forward, just curses, in crystal, <laughs> and, and then jumps out of his hiding place and runs forward to see okay. what, what else is cha- charging.
1: So you get you kind of run through the edge edge of the scrub there, and holy shit! This massive bastard is. It's got an arrow stuck out of its neck. Doesn't look like it slowed it down much, unfortunately. And it's honing in on Amalfreda. Um, It's got massive fists raging in the air, and it's bellowing and roaring. Okay, he'll run forward then to, to use the second action.
0: Can he do it? Double run?
1: Yeah, yeah. You're a bit of a tap, but you can definitely move right up.
0: Yeah, well, at least I can then use the shield as a protection as a
3: reaction.
1: Okay. Do you get um, action and- church
3: or anything like that, or second wind? I do, but I'm going to save that. for. No, that's time.
1: fine. I'm just just thinking out loud. Okay, so next up, um, Amalfreda. Get, so uh, at, the, at the end of your round, you can make another save, but at the moment, you just peg it south uh, 30 feet. So you start running, but you can make a save at the end of the round. It doesn't, it's got an, a, a dwarf to cope with right now. So just give me a wisdom saving throw roll high, <laughs> okay, it's not quite high enough No, actually I'll say you're that's only one off and you're further away from me now um so you are no longer frightened you're you're well you're you're frightened, but you are able to uh to take some action now. you see Amalfreda run past she's got well, you can almost see this the bruising and swelling on the side of her face where this massive fist probably connected with her head, but she's looking like she's pulled herself together. Do you want to do anything else, Stuart, as well? Uh, now you're out of fear.
4: Uh, no, I won't do anything else.
1: Okay. You just run there. You're regathering your, your strength again. Um, so um, it's going to slam a fist into you, Monin. It'll try. This huge, meaty appendage comes flying down. Huh? <gasps> and then it roars in pain again. You can see with its other hand, it's kind of picking at this, what looks like a toothpick stuck out of its neck, massive neck, the width of your torso mo- uh, moment, but it does let out this fearsome bellow again. You uh, cack yourself in fear and um, you are, yeah, this is this is bigger than you thought, and you can see why Frieda ran the way she did. Oh, sorry, Hewen's next.
3: Uh, I'll get Hewen. Hewen will creep round to see what's going on. So he'll move next to Hathas, um, but probably won't go any further than that because then he'll make a small pile on the ground.
1: Because <laughs> okay, Hewen is like,
4: and... yeah, it all bloody
3: hell. yeah. It's even bigger than I thought. Yeah, he's eating the dwarf. Right.
1: Okay. It... It's Hathas. What does Hathas do?
3: Going to add you know,
1: trolls
2: there to your list of
1: epithets.
3: No, in a fit of insanity, Hathas is going to go up behind Monan, and he is going to touch him, expend a heal dice, and remove his frightened condition with some whispering in his ear. Go on, lad, you can take him. You're fine. Think of your ancestors. Think of your people. We need you. And he'll remove the condition frightened from. Uh, oh, look at you being all fancy. Okay, ooh. exactly. That uses a healing dice, but instead of healing him, I'm removing a condition. Okay. Very nice. Okay. And that's all half is doing. He's moving five foot from that shield. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sigma. Uh, it's the same thing again. Let's put a a pop up, weight. shoot him, and R- pop
1: down. Let's see if you roll three, three sixes for damage again.
2: Slightly more f- <laughs> frightened mana. So you're seeing everybody getting a battering now. Yes. Oh. He shoots the oh. training himself. <laughs> nearly shoots Monin in the head, but uh, it was, <laughs> wouldn't notice. It, it sh- it's shaking so much, the arrow drops out of the bow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's cool. Okay, next up is Monin This you've uh, you, you have the reassuring, calming. <laughs> What's <stand> that? Of, <laughs> that on your shoulder. Well, I'm sure it was on your shoulder. But, uh,
3: we're counting on you.
0: <laughs> you hold him up. We're we're running. I've got a tick here. In Action Surge, so that mean, does it come back after a short rest of Action Surge? I think it does.
1: It does, yes. Yeah. So you would have had a short rest of by now.
0: Alright, well, <clears throat> he was just about to falter there. In fact, we all know he was faltering, but he'll always say he was just about. Um, and then <laughs> his little words from Hathis pretty much just shames him and he gets really angry. So he goes Action Surge and tries to hit the thing
3: twice. Good luck. Yes, oh! critical! Oh, Hathis has inspired you to greater things.
1: Uh, oh, nice damage. 16 damage. There's a massive thunk as your uh, your Warhammer hits home. Whoa, a 19. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> yeah, he's <you> scaly bastard!
3: <laughs>
1: that makes a very, very weird noise, and it looks like it's in fact, actually, I see what it does. <laughs> it, it, Literally shits itself. oh and it's horrible. <laughs> oh. It's like, and it, it's like explosive diarrhea comes out of its <laughs> rear end. Ah, oh, the stench mode into Hatters. It's um, unbearable. But this thing is looking very, very scared now. uh And it's where where you hit it, you you probably got a kidney shot or something. But it's like bent over. It's grasping its lower back. It's it's horrible. Not enjoying it at all. Frida, this is a chance to come in and finish it off.
4: I think she'll uh, just go to the right hand side and bandage your wounds.
1: So Frida goes into, uh, just behind the dog, starts some bandaging work. The scale thing. It's not very wise, unfortunately. See what it does. God, it's really, really unwise. Failed it. It's going to attack. (laughs) It slams its massive fist at you again, Monan. But it misses. And then it leans in for a a bite from it. Oh, but that hits. Gets through your armor. Oh, take some, take some chain link with it as it rips out of your shoulder. Uh, it's looking on its last legs, though. Is it time for Huan to finish it off?
3: <laughs> Huan is going to run up sort of to the side and try and distract him to create an opening for Hathus to then hack in. Like, like there? Yeah, something like that, yeah.
1: Okay, so dog come. You don't need to make any animal handling moves to get it to do this, do you?
3: No, he's trained to help me. So no, it's that's no. Okay. I
1: don't need to. All right, okay. It's up. It's now up to you, Hapless. Is <laughs> the Slayer gonna <laughs> gonna come to the fore? He's again. gonna,
3: he's gonna, yeah. Five foot step next to Moaning, and he's gonna try and tonk it with his staff of much slaying. Yeah.
1: So uh, yeah, it's, you'd have to just drop your bow. So um, yep, it is that's fine. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you can free action just draw draw your quarter staff and then oh, oh you hit. Oh. No!
3: <laughs> okay, that worked. <laughs> oh my word.
1: I'm going to turn and just high five, uh, high five, moaning. My, my suspicion is it, it <laughs> didn't cause a 20 foot radius <laughs> explosion of blood and gore. Uh, okay. I that a symbol token by the look of it? Or is that just, it's dead? Uh, that means it's. Uh, unconscious. <laughs> um, I w- I'm going to clear that off. Uh, that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, you. So what did that final, the final shot look like? To uh, that was to the,
3: the that was the end of the staff. Just dunked down, stra- smack on the bridge of his nose, and there was a nasty, sickening crunch, and then it just fell to its knees and
1: just keeled over. Uh, okay, eyes rolled back in its head. It lands in a pile of its own shit in the floor behind <laughs> it. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's not the most uh, heroic of deaths from, uh, from a massive creature from the far north, uh, but you've probably done the locals a favor by killing that thing. What on earth was that? Big, scaly brute. Well done. Um, There's
0: a lot of blood and shit around here.
1: Uh, you, you. It's near dawn. Uh, Amalfreda is looking badly wounded still um she's kind of tended to research do you have um first aid skill uh,
4: almost certainly not let me have a look
1: i should be able to it's yeah, medicine,
4: isn't it so yeah it's no, medicine. i don't think you can use it untrained
3: but no i don't can think i can
4: use after. a hit dice can't i to get some hit points back and i get those back after a long rest so uh you can also
3: half can heal you um, yeah i can i can spend 10 minutes finding your wounds treating you with herbs and poultices and offering soothing words um, and you get a bit of a hit point gain and i get that hands of healer you have it's one the soothing
1: words it's definitely those that sorted it
3: absolutely herbs. one healing die per level so i've got four of those i've used one on,
1: on
4: Monin. you get those back uh, you take a long rest do
3: you replenishes when i take a short rest right okay so that's no problem
4: okay so i can definitely do that with amelfrido so yeah that and then i'll top up with yeah
3: Yep, so heal 2d8 plus 5. So do I presume you target Amalf Reader? Yeah.
1: And then heal point. So next, I won't do it this session because, um, because I reread all the rules. Brilliant, thank you. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, nearly up to max. So um, the way I've been reading about this and actually looked at some, asked some questions on the Adventures uh, in Middle-Earth Forums about the implementation of, rest like the 5e resting mechanism so when you're traveling in 5e um sorry in in middle earth in this rule set their aim is to you get your hit dice but you can only recover those at the long rest at a long rest now if you're in if you're somewhere where you can take a long rest like in an adventuring site with a secure room you can get the benefits of a long rest it's assumed if you're traveling that you never get the benefit of long rest. You can still use mm-hmm. the healing dice, but you don't regain them at all from what I can work out. now I'm not going to implement that right now, but I will do from next session because it makes then the results of your travel and actually your ability to travel between sanctuaries, not necessarily 300 miles straight shot through Mirkwood in one go. <laughs> really important nope. so um ju- I'll just keep that in mind I'll, I'll try and summarize the rules for you guys i'll try and put them on um discord or something in between between this and the next session so you kind of understand that but that's the rules as written i just hadn't imp- i didn't implemented them more like the variant healing rules in fifth edition but they're actually more severe for only for traveling for, for the traveling components of this all right um you have a, an eventless rest of the night um you wake up a bit subdued. Um, oh, weather!
3: <laughs> and can you? Presumably, we gain the the benefit of a short rest, John. So, could you give us a short rest so that my hands of the healer come back, please? I can give you the short rest. Is it called hands of the healer? Yeah, because I I did it on moaning as well because he was taking a bit of a chomp. Yeah.
2: Thank you, you. are short rested. So, does that mean we didn't have a long rest?
1: No, you, you can. Um, you only do that in sanctuaries. You Is can only line? get, yeah, you can only get as long rest in sanctuaries. Now, I'm going to, sorry, go
2: got on. Spells. You can only get your spells back We're going back to a sanctuary then.
3: There are no spells. Oh, okay. There are no spells. Yeah. It's just healing dice and you just don't, you don't relax properly in, um, on the road.
1: However,
2: it's quite I, exciting. I can never shake off my exhaustion until we get to a sanctuary.
3: Yep. You. Athelas. If I had some Athalas, I think I could probably help you. That, that, removes,
1: I think does, that removes, removes
3: exhaustion from number of creatures equal to my
1: scholar level. There you go. So you can sort that out. In the you can get some of that. From, that's quite easy to find as well. I think. Um, okay. Anything you want to do in the morning? Um, you saw. You see some fresh, like ish footprints coming from roughly, kind of that direction, coming down towards where he died. Bet you want to. What do you want to do? Or do you just want to kind of keep heading up to Hartfast?
3: I think we should check out if he's got any kind of lair. Um, he might have got some stolen goods or... Yeah, I haven't watched the Hobbit. I'm
0: looking for a sword of Gondolin, so I'm going to follow the tracks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a troll hole. Yeah, uh, Let me get rid of... Stuff.
3: I love that blood spatter. This is just Hathis' handiwork here.
1: I'm going to delete that. It's just too silly. There you go. (sighs) Uh, I will unlock your tokens. If you want to head off north east, just move up to your max move, unless you're taking specific precautions, and I will unhide some more map. So you're going up that way. Okay. Uh, So the footprints came from that way.
3: Definitely want to head towards the troll hole.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
3: (laughs) Troll hole?
2: Don't want to make Mrs. Troll, though, do we?
3: Oh, it's no, that daylight, a...
2: it's
1: daylight. That was the baby troll.
0: Oh, do you remember <laughs> the um, figure flats in Merp had the trolls? And it had the lady troll, and she had these very large, droopy, pendulous breasts. I do
4: remember that. To a, a, to, to a
0: 60 year old with no internet. Oh,
1: God. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh,
1: there's something slightly strange up here. Oh, it's a, it's a gully or something cut into the earth. As you get closer, you can see and smell, actually, a dark, foreboding sense coming from it.
2: Talking of dark foreboding, does my dark foreboding tell me anything about it?
1: Ah. Um, you've both got a bit of, bit of dark foreb- forebodingness going on. Let me, I, I think Amalfrida has there. it as well. <laughs> Hang on, then. Uh, okay, you sense that uh, the threat's gone immediate threat from last night, isn't it? There's no like, lingering threat to you. You feel a bit lighter than you did last night. Well, oh, that's good.
2: I'll go and look at the gully then. So well, now there's I...
3: Dwarfs in the gully. How the hell did we kill that thing? Well, I hit it with my staff. Oh, Moaning, moaning
1: took it apart. It went round pretty much. Or yeah, a yeah. lot of it apart anyway.
0: There was a lot like, of 22 uh, sneak attack damage going in first.
1: Oh, let's, let's do this. This is very exciting. Who knows what we're going to get? Okay, that's a random. That's a that's a hoard generator.
3: Excellent. H O R Treasure hoard or creature hoard, John? I
1: am not going to say.
3: I'm hoping it's H O A R D.
1: Okay, so you get up to this, uh, and the smell is bad here. And it, you look down; it's very obvious. Footprints come coming in and out of here, and there's there is broken down bracken and stuff around the entrance. Um it would be a squeeze for a troll, but it's pretty easy for you guys to get here. It looks like um the troll has come always up and down through this, the southern end, southern side of this, and but he's there is footprints tramping around and going north as well. At the moment, there's just a horrible stench coming from it. The the floor is very slightly steeply sloping. Um at the moment, who's up? Sigma. So, Sigma, you can see, probably descends 15 feet, maybe 20 feet. Uh, and it's a, a very, very narrow sort of gully, almost like a, a cave or a, a, f- a fissure. Not a very nice place to sleep, but it would give protection from the wind and elements and the sun. What do you want to do?
2: Listen and observe for a minute, just to make sure there's no... I don't
1: know. Okay, so you've really been cautious. Um, other than the the stench and the stench appears to be coming from more east of you than directly in the hole when you listen actually give me a perception check you don't don't really sense anything there you maybe there's slightly more birds on around but nothing comes out nothing really concerns you after a, a couple of minutes listening
2: whilst listening i doze off
1: <laughs> so you what think, do you want to do next
2: you think that sigmar is, is carefully observing the cave, but then you hear a
3: snoring
1: sound <laughs> <laughs> he's, don't worry he's, he's got this
3: Hathas will take a five foot step up to Sigma shake him gently on the shoulder and whisper what do you think I'm
2: trying to observe if there's anything there <laughs>
1: uh, yeah I'll, uh, I'll clamber down and see what I can see Detritus like bones um, this thing brutal though it was is little more than an animal you've seen bear caves well not Sigma uh, but probably Abelfreida, maybe Hathas have seen large animals that dens are, are better tended than this. It's it's left like piles of bones in there. There's deer skin, partly festering in the corners where it's thrown thrown it after stripping it off um, off a carcass. But you do uh, just give me an investigation check, Sigma and Hathas, if you're climbing down as well. Mm-hmm. Sigma spots nothing at all of any note.
2: Exhaustion sucks. I can say. Yes, it does.
1: Uh, Hathis, you. Yeah, the next level really sucks. Um, you do spot something. You spot a glint of shiny metal in and amongst the detritus. Looks like there was some furs, and it's in and amongst the furs. You see some, some glints of something. Uh, multiple, quite small things in there. Can I quietly try and extricate one?
3: trying not to make any noise, not to dislodge to, not to chink, not to clatter or anything, but you know so it's I'll take my time to quietly extricate if I can one of these shiny objects
1: yeah, as you're down there this is you get quite reassured there's no like passages off down there. this is just a cavern under under the ground um, okay so you're you're on, a, you're on a slope up now this looks like it was just kind of either water or, or some sort of. Plate shifting did this a a long, long time ago and just been lifting. Um, But yeah, you find uh, you lift one up cautiously. It's pretty fetid from where it's been lying and dirty, but it's very clearly gold. Oh, in which case I shall quietly gather
3: the rest up, keeping them open in my hand so the others can see what I'm doing. Um, But I shall quietly gather them up as.
1: I will drag it into the party sheet. You found 25 gold coins. Wow. Yes, exactly. That'll, that'll, keep, that'll tide you over for a while. Yeah, so you spend about an hour searching around. Uh, Hather's is looking dead on his feet. You've still got a ways to go, a few days' travel before you get to Hartfast, but your spirits pick up a little bit. You've at least got enough for the rest of the season's food and accommodation and all those kind of things, even if you stayed in a town. More importantly, remember, you, can,
3: you can pay me back, Hather's. Exactly. But uh, first, I think I ought to put my armour back on. Because I'm currently in my (laughs) pyjamas. Very
1: fetching pyjamas too, I should think.
3: It's my special scholar's pyjamas, but there you go. I've got my armour back on now,
1: so I'm feeling a bit more comfortable. Okay. um,
3: So we've searched around this sort of dumping ground, come littered, sort of troll hole, yeah?
1: Yeah. So we can come off the tactical map now. Um, You found it, you killed it, uh, did a fine job, and moving up to, towards the hall. Is the River Hobbit,
3: or whatever it was called, with us?
1: Yes, although I should probably put him on the... He slept through the whole thing. <laughs> uh, you know, he just disappeared into the woods. Yeah, no, no, no tro- I'm, not, tro- I'm not
3: expecting him to contribute. I'm just checking we've still got him. He hasn't run off
1: or... You're about just under halfway, as you would estimate you've got... It's about 60 miles, so it's about... Just under three days travel. You take the same precautions. I rolled this already. Uh, and despite being tired um, and weary, you get to Mountain Hall with the uh, three days later. Is it is now. Don't think so.
2: this place,
3: let's go somewhere else.
1: Mountain Hall is. Let's go to the map. Don't think you it, opened it yet. But
3: before we actually blunder in and talk to anyone, can we remind ourselves what we're going to say and. What actually happened?
1: <laughs> so, um, Neil, this is the end of travel. So you can rest here. So if you're, if you're traveling, say, up and down the length of Wilderland, you would hop from sanctuary to sanctuary. It's classed as one travel. But you can take long rest equivalent. This is the end of your travel because you've come to do something. This is now mm. part of, like an adventuring phase. You can get a long rest benefit, if that makes sense.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The journey's <laughs> over. We've finished journeying, so you can now long rest.
1: Yeah, uh, so it is middle of the afternoon, like 4.30 or so on the 22nd, when you arrive at Harfast's Hall. Well, uh, you said you want to talk first, but you're basically coming just coming up the track up to Mountain Hall again. Over to you.
3: So rather than just wing it and try and remember while we're actually talking to this guy, what are we actually saying? We're saying that the chap that was our guide, whose name we've forgotten, he betrayed us, didn't he? He led us in an ambush and had been previously leading other trappers and fur hunters to be captured and enslaved by the orcs and nasty things in the Dwimmerhorn. Do you remember Um, his name? Not
0: Magrick, off
1: the top of my head. Magrick, was it
3: what? Magrick? Was it Magrick? Yeah. yeah, Magrick. 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 Yep. So he'd been double crossing us. Um, we rescued this other chap. Is he with us? Who's the other? Who's the
1: chap we rescued? Uh, yes, you did rescue him, and no, he isn't. He headed. Um, he stayed on Traders Island. Actually, he got. got he, okay. he as far as there. <laughs> Voila. That was it. So uh, we had a
3: battle with some orcs, and a couple of wargs, and a black rook defeated them, decided discretion was a better part of the valor, and headed back. We picked up Burgol, who is a river hobbit, who lived, last of his people, um, he's witnessed what's going on, so can testify what's going on even better than we can. If we missed anything? The fort, the stone fort they're building. We didn't see that, did we? We've been told about it by the chap that's now legged it, but also by Burgle. We didn't actually see the Glimmerhorn or Dwemerhorn or whatever it's called. Dwimmerhorn. Dwimmerhorn. And we decided it was too way too dangerous for us to try and infiltrate or attack it. Um, so we've come to Risting. tell alert. But there's, he said there's about a dozen, didn't he? Favorio's what um woodmen, etc., in there that have been captured and put to work building ramparts and making weapons. Dozens
1: probably. Oh yeah, sorry. More than a dozen of like slaves. Okay,
3: there. yep, But
2: a lot of orcs as well.
1: Hmm. Um, no, yeah, so he was clearly very scared. He says dozens of orcs or whatever he said, but yeah, there's there's Yeah. Um... And Burgle
3: can 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 lead us or lead anyone back to the Dwimmerhorn because we haven't been there but Virgil can theoretically tell people where it is and the yep. chap escapes via a back goat path and then legged it
1: so he knows so he's told you there is like a there's a secretish way up to the wall that's yes. kind of coming out the behind the dwimmerhorn Yeah, uh, you don't you need to go up the front gate there's a main path and track up to the front gate where they all the orcs go mm-hmm. but he escaped a um, back goat path,
3: as I call it, but yes, some kind of yeah. semi secret way out.
1: So, that if you to scale that, you'll need probably uh, to do it more easily some equipment to, to like climbing kits and stuff to do that, and more rope. You think Burgol could help you navigate back to the Dwimmerhorn? Mm-hmm. Um, Walla could as well, or Magric, <laughs> Magric ain't going <laughs> to. Um, but that's that's kind of what you know. So you, I yeah, you that was a pretty good summary. Chris, of, of what you found out. Okay, so where do you want to go when you... So you're basically coming up to Mountain Hall. Where do you want to go when you get there?
3: I think we need to go and talk immediately to the head honcho yeah. um, because they're his people, I believe, that are mainly being affected by this. So he
1: needs to know sooner rather than later. Okay. I can bring up a map if you want. I think you can probably remember it. So it's um, a very bleak place. You go up to the gatekeeper... The gatekeeper recognized you. You've only been there mm-hmm. within the last 10 days, and uh, no, a bit longer than that, but fairly recently. He says, i um, keep your weapons. You did us a good favor. Uh, yeah, we're you're friends trust, now. You're we're friends of the Berg. You friends are. Berg. You're Berg friends. You, you are <laughs> Bergers, Berg, they <laughs> <I> call you. <laughs> <laughs> he he waves you through. Uh, you you walk down, and it's, it's really interesting. He absolutely doesn't notice Burgos with you. Or mm-hmm. take stuff from Burgle. Burgle is he's almost like a kitten around your feet. You <laughs> can he sense he's close to you all the time, but never touches you and is always like just out of sight of uh, of the gatekeeper as you walk past. He's quite an uncanny knack, he's got. You walk into the Burg proper, uh, I guess you're going to his um hall rather wherever than the main the main meeting hall. Wherever he'll be yeah. during the hour, yeah, during the day. Okay. Yeah, you go up to his hall, and he is there. If you remember, the hall had some like elders sitting around, monitoring proceedings. Looks like a kind of advisors. He was on a slightly raised dais at the end. You uh, are ushered in after only about ten minutes, uh, and it looks like they're they're kind of clearing up from uh, a couple of beers and a sandwich um, as you come in and. He, he raises and says uh, ah the travelers to to the fields the gladden fields what uh, what news do you bring are there many people in the hall at the moment probably about eight ten uh and normally like greybeards and should we say the the, the wise council that advises him are in the audience okay
3: so it's not like members of the public it's kind of no
1: like- it, no one's actually like he's not judging anyone or anything like that it looks like it's a quiet period So I will
3: say my lord we bring a tale of treachery and of a growing threat in the Dwimmerhorn the news is grim the tidings
1: also Ah, Uh, Monin you can you you feel like a a tug on your your jerkin from just below you and you're quite short (laughs) It's the heart Yeah look down yeah, uh, so Burgle's there looking up at you, he's kind of, he's absolutely amazingly well hidden in the shadows that you're casting, uh, even though he's not that much smaller than you. And he's, he whispers really slightly, like, quietly, is this, is this the heartfast you talked about? Aye, uh, he's the one you want to get over your side. All right, thanks. Sorry, come back to you, Hathers, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, we,
3: bring, we bring a tale of treachery and betrayal and a growing threat in the Dwimmerhorn. Um, You know, the, the news is bad, tidings are woeful kind of thing. It's a
1: pricey of what I said. Grim news indeed, grim news indeed. Come on up. Um, okay. and as, as you kind of start walking up to the dace, um Burgle extricates himself from around the um, back of Monin. Who's that? Who's that wee bugger there? This is Burgle, the last of his people, a river
3: hobbit from the Gladden Fields. River hobbit? I thought they'd gone...
1: Like 20 years ago.
3: I'm sure he can tell his his story of his people and of his life, but he is an important ally in this and has much knowledge of what's been going on in the Gladden Fields. In fact, he's probably seen more than any
1: free man. He invites you up. uh, He says to a middle-aged lady who's clearing some stuff away (laughs) with that. And uh, there's a jug with some beer in he asks for some more cups to be brought in uh, from the sideboard at the back and you get some little bit of food and some drink uh you look pretty tired and he he looks over at bar and says you, you're all right son you look dead on your feet yeah need to sleep um so tell me the story i, I, I won't go through the whole the whole no. bit but um Bergol does a surprisingly good job he's quite engaging when he speaks doesn't do too much embellishing as he senses quite quickly that hartfast just wants facts he mentions that there's a dunadine he knows that uh, travels around and has he's seen crossing the river uh, and has got to know him that could could vouch for him uh, but he said other than him and a few other fisher fishermen from Trader's island he keeps himself very very under wraps but he said i i've been monitoring some build up of activity in the gladden fields for Many years now, um and anything I can do to help you, oh great king, and he he's a bit over emphasizing the flowery language uh, when he's describing Hartfast and you can, and then he backs off again as he sends the hartfast not that impressed by that, but basically any any help that you could you could offer to help clear the gladden fields would be well received, and you'd have the eternal gratitude of the river folk who could maybe recolonize the uh, the river at that junction again. Uh, it's just too dangerous for them now. Um, so he tells that tale, um, and you tell your tale, uh, Hathas, and mm-hmm. the rest of the crew uh, from what you found. Hartfast is—you can tell—he's like worrying on a chicken bone throughout most of this, like chewing the gristle off off it. And um, he throws it down on his plate, and he's—you can tell—he's a pissed off, and he's just like, "I never, I never knew it was that bad. I thought it was just—I don't know, maybe it's a few stray goblins there, but that sounds very organized." I must say, two days ago, there was a, a hill woman arrived for asking after you, Hathas. I think mm-hmm. Rad- Radagas sent her over. Okay. Uh, she missed you on the on the trip up. Uh, uh, she's been here about three or four days. She tried to find you. Got, got wind of you at Traders Island, I think. Made good time to get here, but I can go and call her. Um, but she was she was asked by Radagas to come up, up and um, help you if you needed it. She knows She knows the West Anduin, like the back of her hand, apparently. She's a, a really good trapper. Okay. Is that unexpected? Are you going to trust another woodman <laughs> offering to help navigate the <laughs> gladden fields, despite who sent her?
3: Uh,
0: uh, hi, King. Um, how well do you know this one? Because the last one there uh, didn't work out too well, did it? I mean, do you know who he's to associate with? Because you might want to keep eyes on them. Any traders that he's particularly a friend of. They could be just as bad. It could be a network of them for for all you know.
1: Magwick we've known for years. That's that the... I mean that that is he must have something must have happened to to sway him. I guess greed or or something, but treacherous bastard. He's never gonna come back in Mountain Hall. And he can tell the scribe next to him he's fight like, he right he barks a couple of instructions at him to put posters up, wanted type posters around in the in the drinking hall in the middle of the settlement. And basically, tells him to inform the, the gatekeeper that he's never welcome back here. But no, Magric Magric never really he traded, didn't have a favourite to trade with. But we will we will be vigilant uh, if there's um, anyone asking too many questions about him.
3: Has he got right a next? residence or a, a, a sort of a a home we could maybe go and look at? See if there's any clues as to his you know what might be influencing him or why he's fallen.
1: Not in Mountain he, Hall, no. Um, doesn't, didn't come from here. Never found out where he lived. He used to used to winter here occasionally, but stayed in the communal accommodation okay. to help guard it. But that's it. He travelled like... I just thought he was a good trapper. Hmm.
3: Seems to have turned to trapping humans. Terrible story. He's
1: helping him as well. Well, all we can do is... So you've got some vague idea that there is some larger numbers. We don't know you Think we can find the Dwimmerhorn now? Mm -hmm. It's just trying to summarize what you said, but we don't know exact numbers, we don't know how defensible that place is. Clearly, it's not a job for a handful of stout heroes like yourselves, but maybe we can get more information about the place. We don't have the manpower to trail into the Gladden Fields right now and assault a place like that. I mean, it sounds just well defended. Well, not quite as well defended as Mountain Hall, but it sounds pretty defensible. It's on the It's on the top of a, a rocky outcropping or something.
3: Send in in, and they are actively making weapons and armor, so they are preparing for battle, preparing for conquest, preparing for war.
1: Well, what we need to do is um, I can get a messenger to Radagast. Let me go and get actually. Let me get Banner in. He calls, and about two minutes later, a woman arrives. Do I recognise her at all? I've never heard of her or seen her before. Give me an insight check. You might do. No, you don't recognise when she comes in. I'll show you a picture of her. So this woman um, comes into the hall. She, she kind of looks very bright and breezy. She comes up to the dais. Um My goodness, a dwarf! Master Dwarf, welcome! And, and a, that's a hobbit! Jesus. Welcome, sirs. Welcome. <laughs> um, she's very, very uh, effusive, very, very gregarious. I'm so glad I've seen you. Uh, Brother uh, Hathus. I was, I was sent only a day or two. Unfortunately, I was out, out hunting when you left. But Radagas asked me to find you and assist you in any way to get to Mountain Hall. I've been here now uh, for the second time for about two or three days. But what news do you have? Uh, you were heading. At, you were heading this way to try and find information. I won't bother role playing it out, but basically, you repeat what you've said to her, and she says, um, "Well, anything I can do to help with navigation? Uh, I know the Grailden fields. Probably not as well as Master Hobbit Bergol here, but I know them. Or if you want me, I can very rapidly take message to Radagast. Uh, whatever you think would be most helpful." She's annoyingly upbeat and positive. <laughs> and for yeah. three of you who are doomed to die, she's the antithesis of you. She's the most optimistic, sunny personality to person you've ever met.
3: Have you been well, We need to think a little, plan what we're doing next, get some sleep and clear heads in the
1: morning, I think. Okay. Oh, she, she loves your dog, by the way. So she's over and she calls. get your hands off my pooch. <laughs> oh master hound what a handsome specimen and she's like and the dog loves loves the attention doesn't get a lot from <laughs> <much> of <miserable laughs> bastards yeah, the <laughs> bastards. so uh plays a lot plays the dog's ears and like but in the end just rolling around on the ground with the dog and the dog's like licking her face and all that kind of stuff she's giggling and laughing and uh, very in a very annoying upbeat way yeah very annoying way <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: you decide to stay up, rest up
0: how long do we think it's going to take them to assemble a force and get it mobile and bring it south? From
1: the Dwimmerhorn, or do you mean Mountain Hall?
0: Well, yeah, it's from Mountain Hall. So they're, so they're going to go down and hopefully clear this out with Radagas and rousing the locals to try and do something about this. As I said, we're, we're too small a force. And that's really what we'd decide, because I obviously we wouldn't want to be on, on like recon duties for two months, because we're probably going to get captured in a swamp
1: mosquito-infested shithole. He's very hesitant just to send a force down there without knowing numbers. Uh, but you're talking a season or more. This is like raising an army or raising a, a something to go and tackle that properly. It's going to take messages up and down the, the Misty Mountains, across them to to rally, rally people. It's pretty sparsely populated, Middle Earth. So in, in terms of just having three or 400 men on hand, uh, he doesn't have that access to that number. It's going to be negotiated with fellow rulers around the region, basically. Um, so that's the sense you've got. He basically says that any information you've you have to just dis- discover what what is going on there would be helpful. Not sure how you infiltrate that, obviously, it sounds dangerous, but any any information you can find out that would be really really useful just to give us a firmer idea on numbers, and we may actually only need fifty people with there's certainly like 15, 20 orcs there. We won't need that kind of numbers, and it's pretty. Hazy the information you've got at the moment. So the chap that
3: we did rescue, um, who switched paths with us, um, or whatever the word is, at Trader's Island. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he want to come to Mountain Hall? Just he wanted to meet back up with his friends and family and get on with his life? Because he obviously oh, yeah. could he could inform this discussion already. he may not you won't have definitive, oh, there's 17 of these and 26 of these and the guards change at four o'clock, but he might be able to say You know, there's this, there's this, there's this, there's this with first-hand
1: knowledge rather than second-hand knowledge. He just wanted to get back to the east of the Anduin Vales. He thinks that's in the east Anduin Vales as fast as he could. Back to his family. He just doesn't want to ever go towards Mountain Hall and Gladdenfield's Fields anywhere near there again.
3: Hmm. So we could spend some weeks camped out, hidden up, taking, watching movements and numbers and activities and trying to get a handle on hire up, personnel and comings and goings at that place, I guess, and maybe, report back. Maybe spot a secret way in. I don't like you, the idea of sneaking in because you, I'm not a sneak into an orc stronghold kind of guy.
1: But you do, you do know orcs have uh, you've fought orcs in the sunlight before, mm, so you very do much know, more sne- sneaking in the middle of the night would be relatively dangerous. Sneaking in a day, they'd all be hidden from the hidden from the light. There wouldn't no one would be outside. They wouldn't be guarding on the walls, you would assume, because they're vulnerable in, in sunlight. They might be, but it's likely to be safer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you do have that level of knowledge. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not overly safe. Although Sigma is fairly capable in that respect, if he's not exhausted. <laughs> I don't want to railroad you. I mean, if you don't want, to, don't want to go back, that's absolutely fine.
0: Um, well, actually, Mona does want to yeah. go back because I feel quite guilty about those two fishermen that we pretty much led into slavery
1: abandoned to their fate
0: yeah exactly so i wouldn't mind trying to get them out at some point and if we wait there three months they'll probably be dead by then so mona would be keen to go back and observe it and catch troop numbers and then make a frontal assault maybe not the last bit
1: <laughs> up to you guys you need to all be all be in agreement yeah i'm happy to go back yeah i don't mind i could i could see a heroic death from Amos coming on she charges, <laughs> charges the walls <laughs> overcomes her fear and gets butchered by 40 orcs <laughs> okay so it's- maybe yeah, a,
3: recon, a sort of a recon mission for a reasonable length of time
1: so what are you doing with Banner are you asking her to go back to Radagast explain the threat you can like write a note of that for her for Radagast and then what are you doing in the meantime basically or afterwards
3: that sounds like a plan I think she's too annoying to have along for any extended period of time, assuming she's not in the room with us at the moment. <laughs> yeah, we could send her with a note to Radagast sort of outlining what we found so far in terms of the Dreamerhorn Dreamer uh, and another growing force, etc. And maybe hard, fast, what his name is, add A note or two as well about, you know, the the, the need for forces once further intelligence is, is gained. Um, and I guess we can go and do a bit of forward recon on this Dwimmerhorn and try and find out numbers and stuff.
1: So, yeah, if you basically headed, so if you look at the master map again, uh, kind of around the mountains and then down to the Gladden with a contingent from Mountain Hall with a boat. And they have have boats here. I mean, there's a very, uh, well, it's not navigable exactly where Mountain Hall is, but there's a much smaller river that comes past Mountain Hall. And so there are skiffs that you could probably not buy, but you could encourage to borrow to get to the gladden and at least cross it and then walk to the gladden fields from there and if they stayed roughly where i've put that arrow that's many many well it's like two two days away from the risky parts of the gladden field so they probably feel quite safe there as well so i'll give you a long rest um to just buy any supplies you need or let me know if you need anything else and then you can head off
3: oh i shall definitely stock up my arrow supply.
1: Are we rich now, aren't we? You have got a shitload of Yeah, I of found those five copper
3: pieces in that riverbed. Didn't
1: <laughs> I? Do you want me to distribute the coins you have? Yeah, So you absolutely. have to have some each. Bouncing baby Banner comes up to you the next day. Oh, <laughs> and... the, only that,
3: the only thing that cheers me up is her name is Nearly Banana. <laughs> and
1: she, she's very, very, uh, very, very happy. She's very questioning. <gasps> You've got a new... Oh, that grappling hook looks perfect for where you're going. And, uh, <laughs> very, very excited about everything, and you, you're polite but assertive about right. We need to get on the road. So, given that it's not far, just everyone make a very easy constitution check. But basically, you're not going to need to plan the route. You've you've been up and down here quite frequently now. You're you've got a small contingent travelling with you with a couple of ponies that are taking a boat. It's basically being drug- dragged on a sled behind two ponies, uh, and you're going almost directly south. And Sigmar nailed it this time. In fact, everyone has. Yeah, fine. It was like DC5. so Okay. So you, you <laughs> after two and a half, three days' travel, you get to the Gladden, where that arrow is, and the party is now there. The next day, I rode across. Um, they offered to basically, and they yeah, gave you a clear direction of where they're going to be but essentially about a mile north of the gladden and you're very confident you can find it uh you uh, there's two trees on the far bank that are very specific shape and they're basically a mile north of that in a cop so they're very well hidden and they've taken the boat up there so basically sorry to the south of gladden wouldn't make any sense being to the north of gladden would be to get to them they have agreed to meet you there and they will wait for up to 10 days um, and otherwise i'll assume you're all dead or captured and head back north yeah i don't want to get them captured Burgle, he's looking quite subdued he's kind of you can you get a sense from and actually in discussions on the journey that he's a bit annoyed that he didn't think of going for help first he's tried to kind of just see all of this and hes a but he's also quite optimistic that even though it's not to help his people directly but Having a strong force going to the Gladden Fields eventually to try and wipe out this orc threat is going to be really helpful uh, to, to what he's trying to achieve. So he's fully motivated and fully behind getting you guys there. Okay. Do so you estimate you've got about maybe about sixty miles, fifty miles down the river, which is very easy going compared with where you are, and pretty low low risk to get to the Gladden Fields. Um, after three more days, you enter the Gladden Fields again. Crossing insects, all of the horror stuff that you remembered from previously. uh, Fairly bleak, it's still grey and rainy, mists in there. Burgol, despite the mist though, seems to really, really know where he's going, what he's doing, all of that kind of stuff. And less than a day of traversing the marshes, you go inland a little bit. It doesn't look a lot different from anything else you've seen here, but you eventually come across. The area that you're seeking, you believe. And out of the mist, this is what you see out of the mist. Looking at it, you would think, how the fuck could anyone miss that if they're anywhere near the Gladden Fields? However, you have done for a long time. So you can see that zigzaggy path up. That's the main route up the side of the berg. Around the other side of it, like behind here, is where this goat track was, um, that it's not populated by orcs or monitored by orcs.
0: Crikey, I was thinking like some little wizard's tower.
1: Oh no, this is quite big. This black rock of the Dwimmerhorn looms out of the mist finally. Uh, The rock rises more than about 150 feet above the marshy plain. Tufts of green grass grow from small ledges and cracks in the black cliffside. But the rock is almost sheer in places. Climbing it will be exceedingly difficult. Atop the rock, you can make out a low curtain wall encircling several buildings. There's a, so that building on the right is a ghastly temple of black stone. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'll basically say you, you, you haven't done anything for a day and a half, two days. You've literally kind of dug in, camouflaged where you are. You're more around to the right from the view you've got at the moment, either away from the path coming down and just monitoring it. But what you see are a, at night, particularly a sickly greenish light flaring from time to time from the narrow windows of that temple.
2: Mm. Sneak up there. Set it on fire.
1: (laughs) Go on, Sigma. Away you go, son. You're on your own.
2: It's no oil painting, is it? Oh, God. God. (laughs) And on that terrible joke,
0: because it is an oil painting picture in the image, we're going to leave it. Thanks very much for watching, listening, subscribing, following, all the usual stuff. Next episode, we'll
4: explore the Dwimmerhorn. Happy gaming. Cheers. Bye.